Welcome to Artificially Intelligent Marketing, a weekly podcast where we stay on top of the latest trends, tips, and tools in the world of marketing AI, helping you get the best results from your marketing efforts. Now let's join our hosts, Paul Avery and Martin Broadhurst. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Artificially Intelligent Marketing. My name's Martin Broadhurst, and this week I am flying solo. So it's been a busy week in the world of AI. If you've been uh, paying attention to the tech press, and to be perfectly honest, if you've just been watching the ordinary business pages in the newspapers, you will no doubt have seen plenty of coverage about the uh, the ongoing psychodrama that is OpenAI's board sacking Sam Altman. Uh, and I'm sure me and Paul will discuss that in next week's episode. This week, however, we've got an interview with an AI tech founder, uh, Eric Zhao from Laxis.com. This was recorded a week after OpenAI's Dev Day and before Sam Altman was sacked. So as part of this conversation, we talk about uh, some of the developments in AI, including AI agents. Uh, We talk about Eric's experience of growing a startup in the current landscape, in the post-pandemic economy. And we talk about marketing strategy and go-to marketing uh, options for SaaS businesses. There is a part of the conversation where we talk about AppSumo. And I realized that when listening back, we don't actually explain what AppSumo is. So if you're listening to this thinking, what on earth are they talking about AppSumo? Uh, It's a lifetime deal websites where you can buy software and instead of paying a monthly subscription you get it for a fixed cost forever and it's one of the strategies that laxis.com employed to acquire new customers anyway i hope that clears that up for anyone that may have had questions so i hope you enjoy this interview it's a broad ranging look at the life of a founder in an AI-focused startup. It is a pleasure this week to host another guest on Artificially Intelligent Marketing. This week, joining me is Eric Zhao from Laxis.com. Eric spent 15 years in software engineering before doing his MBA at the University of Chicago after which he moved to Silicon Valley and moved into the world of venture capital, where he found himself investing in AI-driven software companies before moving to launch and found his own AI-powered software company in 2020. Good evening, Eric. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, Martin. Uh, It's an absolute pleasure. So before I just start dominating the conversation and telling everybody how fantastic Laxis is because it is the tool that is constantly on in my browser. 
could you uh, introduce Laxis for our listeners uh, who may not be familiar with it, uh, although regular listeners will have heard me talk about it several times, I'm sure, uh, and share with us what challenges it aims to address? Sure. Lexus is an AI system for revenue teams. Uh, for online meetings, we take notes automatically for you, which where you can focus on conversation without worry about, worry about taking notes. After meeting, we have AI writer, which can automatically generate customer requirement, project update, follow-up emails. And we also have a chatbot where you can ask questions like, a real, like talking to a person and get answers based on past conversation in real time. We also have integrations with CRM system like HubSpot, Salesforce. After meeting, we can automatically update your CRM with meeting notes, customer requirements, tasks you can send to your teammates automatically. And we also have a team channel where sales leaders can review the sales conversations with the customers and give feedback. Yeah, so we have just a problem we are solving and and on average, our customer can save at least five hours per week by using Nexus. Five hours a week, that is a, a big time saving. And all of this from basically just being the, the administrative assistant, right? It's yeah. capturing notes. It's doing all of the work of remembering yeah. what people have said and what they're saying they're going to do. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned the Laxis chat. This was a relatively new feature that you launched. Actually, we launched our chatbot almost the same week as ChatGPT. <laughs> so it was January or... Yeah, I think it's early January. So last year we were using GPT at the, at the very beginning was GPT-2, later GPT-3, later GPT-3.5. And we launched our ChatGPT. Our ChatGPT launched was I think also around January. And they answer questions based on internet information. And we answer the, your questions based on past conversation. We can confidently say we are the first one have a chat functionality on top of conversations. Yeah, it's a really useful feature. So this is the bit where I jump in and tell everyone just how much I I love the tool. I've got hundreds of meetings recorded in there because you integrate with so many tools. You connect with Zoom, with Google Meet, which is my daily driver. You've got the integration with Cisco. I believe Microsoft Teams is coming soon. Is, Is that right? Yes. Yes. Right now, we have integration with, like you already mentioned, native integration with Google Meet, Cisco WebEx, Zoom. And we, on the CRM side, we have native integration with HubSpot and Salesforce. We will continue adding more and more integration with online meeting system and other CRM systems. The integration with HubSpot, I, as a HubSpot user and advocate, yeah, really appreciate that. The one-click <laughs> push notes into the, into the contact record is very useful because for the past 18 months or however long it is that I've been using the tool now, I've been copying and pasting and doing all of that work <laughs> myself, copying and pasting. It's no, no great hardship, but now I just press a button and it's done yes. for me. Um, so tell me, how did this come about? You were working in venture capital and you were mm-hmm. seeing the AI landscape and then you went, I've got an idea. So where was a venture investor? My pinpoint as a VC is I have to spend a lot of time doing research about companies, founders, before I even talk to, talk to them. 
And during my meeting with founders, I really want to have a conversation, build a relationship rather than taking notes. And after meeting, my ch- I need to spend another a big chunk of my time writing memos, due diligence report, investment report. And I just want to automate the whole process and save myself time. And I look into the market. I saw at that time there were some transcribers out there, but nothing really automated my research to note taking to writing a report. So I want to solve that problem. And later on, I realized it's not just a problem for you. Uh, for revenue teams, sales, BD, consultants, they all spend tons of time researching customers, outreaching to customers, taking notes during meetings, updating CRM, right? So I think there's a bigger problem there. So I left VC and built this company. A classic, I'm going to build it because I need it story yeah. there, which makes a, a great deal of sense. So other than obviously being a great success for you, for yourself in terms of solving the problem that you had, uh, have you got any interesting or notable case studies or use cases for the product? Sure. I, I would give you like a few cases. The first one is the typical sales case. Right now, Lexus is being used by over 25,000 people, over 3,000 organizations. We have quite a few customers with sales team between 5 to 20 sales reps. And they have been using Lexus daily to taking the taking taking notes with the customers and sales leaders can do feedback based on those conversations as well. So that's one typical use case for Lexus. And there's another use case that we didn't anticipate. It's actually marketing and product. Because marketing people usually don't talk that much to their customers. And the product people is also the same. However, those people marketing products, they all need to see the insights from those conversations, even though they are not the person talking to the customer. They want to review the conversation with the customer. Marketing people wants to make sure, okay, our messaging is consistent, right? And product people wants to see, oh, what's the insight from those conversations? What do our product don't offer and our competitor has? What's the customer feedback? So we realize even though our typical use case is a sales BD, but there's also a demand for such software from Martin product. As a marketer that does find himself in workshops online or doing remote delivery with clients or working with clients who are speaking to their end customers and mm-hmm. then trying to extract insights from that. Mm-hmm. Yes, having a high quality transcript that you can go away and interrogate after the fact makes the whole process so much easier. Yeah. Um, the thing that I really like about having an AI transcription in a meeting is you're so in the meeting, you're very present with online meetings. It can be quite difficult if you are trying to do the manual note taking, if it's just a one-to-one meeting, if Mm -hmm. if you've got an assistant and someone's doing that for you, then that's fine. But I really struggle to, to be engaged listening to what you're saying whilst scribbling down notes as well. Yeah, totally. So for me, it's the same thing. Right now, I don't take any notes anymore. <laughs> no, do you know what? The other day, I hadn't logged into my Laxis account. It, it oh. logged me out, and I had a meeting <laughs> with somebody, and it hadn't Sorry. recorded the notes. And I had an I had a moment of panic. It was my own fault. I, I should have. Uh, I think I'd logged out of the browser or something. But I had a moment of panic when I realized <laughs> that I hadn't actually captured any of the notes automatically. Yeah. <laughs> and it, Sorry about that. It goes to show just how overly reliant I am on your product now. Um, yeah. 
the landscape for AI assistance is quite it's a competitive environment right. now. You mentioned that when you launched, there were already transcription tools on the market. Yes. From your perspective, where do you see things playing out? For sure, you have a very good point. Because of the pandemic, everything's online, and a lot of startups, including Nexus, are solving the same problem or similar problem, right? And we are seeing like ten AI assistant in the market, and we also seen Microsoft and now Google and Zoom. They are also launching their AI copilot in their own system. So this market is getting crowded and from different areas. Like there's startup competition from startup, and there's also competition from the larger companies as well. I would say for startups like Lexus, there are two things we have to do. <clears throat> First, we must have be cross-platform. That's one thing the bigger company cannot do, right? Like Microsoft, they won't build an AI for Zoom. Zoom won't build an AI for Google. So startup has one advantage is cross-platform. And second is uh, startup have to be industry focused or used how pick one or two, at most two use cases and really build features around it to stand out. Otherwise, if a AI system is horizontal or general use cases, uh, it's not going to be able to stand out and differentiate. So at Lexus, uh, when we first started the company, when we first launched our product in November 2001, we were also a horizontal solution. We are general AI meeting system for everybody. Since early this year, we're starting to focus on revenue team particularly. We narrowed down our focus. We launched our integration with CRM like HubSpot, now Salesforce. We will keep adding more and more features for this particular user case just to stand out from the competition. In terms of the features that you see marketers and sales teams kind of what is it that they're they're coming to you for what are they asking you for sure uh, obviously there's one feature that set ourselves into the door you saw yeah no taking that's why it's a no-brainer and we also have a free version that already offer this AI no takings for free for certain a number of meetings that's the feature set us into the door but for the sales leaders that uh, with a small five to twenty people's team for the sales leader to make a decision to purchase for the whole team is our integration with CRM and also team channel. Because team channel really gives them an overview and opportunity to review the conversation with the customers and give feedback. So that one is actually the major factor for the sales leader to make the decision to purchase for the whole team. And also CRM integration is a must have for sales teams. And having Salesforce and HubSpot integrations makes absolute sense any more coming down the line sure right now AI agent is the most popular thing right now right so in 2024 we are on our roadmap besides adding more and more integrations we do plan to add our agent as well for example there's quite a few use cases just in the sales scenario for example there's sales outreach email right people can, for example, some teams, they cannot hire too many BDRs. We can use AI to outreach to customers, schedule meetings, right? And also the website chatbot, previous chatbot was based on rules. Now larger model changed the landscape totally. Uh, I would say within one minute, a chatbot can be built for a website, talking to customers, 
codifying the information and then schedule meeting. There's tons of agent can be built just by reaching out to customer. And also on the internal side, we are seeing companies starting to build prototype on sales coach. And uh, we all know that there's some bigger company gone, Chorus has comprehensive like a matrix on the performance of those sales reps. But to bring that to the next level, I would say there's a huge opportunity to use AI to build a sales coach, read through the conversation and give feedback like a sales leader. There's tons, I think there's multiple areas just in sales. You have, you, you've skipped ahead to questions that I was going to get oh. to about AI agents, but yeah. it's fantastic it, because it's the hot topic right now, isn't it? Yes. In the AI landscape, in fact, we've had founders on the podcast recently talking about their plans for introducing AI agents mm-hmm. into their products. We saw the OpenAI Dev Day last week, yeah. which was yeah. all about agents' assistance, and we've obviously got the new uh, GPTs with function calling coming out, which is going to make people's lives much more interesting and lots of people piling on there. So yeah, the, the, those three use cases there, I think that you've talked about for agents are, are very exciting. I particularly like the idea of having your meeting assistant booking the meetings for you. That, that <laughs> whole end-to-end right. uh, piece exactly. is, is pretty neat. You do also do some stuff with the the marketing and content side as well, don't you? Inside our product for market, content marketers, especially, and the podcasters, you can upload your podcast into Lexus, the audio file. It doesn't really matter if you record it. Upload to Lexus. Within minutes, it will be transcribed, and we provide a few predefined templates, like show notes, blogs, newsletters, social media posts. You can choose from those pretty fun templates and turn your audio into a well-written content for you to post it on your social media, your newsletter, your blogs. So that's something we have already done. And we are seeing people uh, using that already. And uh, certainly, we are monitor- right now we are monitoring the usage. And if this becomes more and more popular, we'll bring more integration, for example, like the tool you are using right now, right? Squarecast. And certainly, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot more potential for content marketing and podcast as well. Particularly in the era where AI generated content that is written is so cheap now, right? Yes. You can, anyone can produce a blog post in seconds. It doesn't mean it's very good, but anyone can do it. So the value I think in the future is going to come from those real experiences, interviews like this, mm-hmm. um, the people doing things that you cannot shortcut, which is investing real time, sharing real knowledge, um, and then trying to squeeze every ounce of value that they can from those particular assets like podcasts and what have you. So yeah, being in the the content marketing distribution game, I can see that, that paying dividends. In terms of your own marketing and, and growing a startup, you've recently completed a, a seed round. Yeah. Uh, what's been your approach to, to growing and marketing your your startup? Sure. We have a slightly difference from other VC-backed startups. Usually to get a company off the ground, some company will have an advertisement budget, right? So that pushing a rocket off the ground, you need the initial fuel to push the ground. So many people use ads. 
And before we had much investment from this, we, we have almost zero marketing budget. So what we do is we build this, we cut six major user acquisition channels, all organic. The first one is our partnership with uh, Google, Cisco, Zoom. For example, with Cisco, we did a co-marketing campaign last year. I was invested as guest speaker at Cisco Live talking about Lexus and our partnership. Our logo and Cisco logo are also together on a billboard on Highway 101, the business highway in Silicon Valley, for a few, for a few weeks. So it gives us a lot of credibility and exposure. For, it's very important for startup. And we were also featured multiple times on Product Hunt as a product day. And we were also featured on Capsumo, another marketplace. We also do, we also use AI to generate blogs and uh, try to uh, rank us high on Google uh, search. And we also have affiliate program. Uh, we build partnership with uh, influencers, bloggers, YouTubers, and do revenue share with them. And if they bring any traffic or paid customers, they get revenue share. We also have um, affiliate, uh, sorry, referral programs. So our existing customer can refer their friend. And if that friend become a paid customer, our existing customer also get a rev share. So the last one is we call it usage-based relationship marketing. After each meeting, every participant will receive a meeting summary action items after the meeting. So the more people use Lexus, the more people will find Lexus. So all those mechanisms adding up together is our go-to-market strategy. Yeah, I didn't realize that the the meeting note summary was going to uh, <laughs> participants when that feature came out. Yeah, and I and one of my one of my colleagues actually responded saying, "Hey, this is cool. This is so smart." They were yeah. really impressed with it, and because it does does a really neat job of of capturing that. So you mentioned quite a few channels there in terms of customer acquisition. The one mm. that that stood out to me, and I've not spoken to many founders about their experiences with it was the, was AppSumo, right? Yeah. Would you be able to talk about your experiences? Is that something that you would recommend for founders? Sure. Actually, a lot of people ask me about my experience at AppSumo. So where do I start? I think, first of all, for other founders out there listening to this podcast, I think you need to make your own decision whether you want to do a promotion on AppSumo or any other deal site. You need to think about your own situation. Because offering a live deal is not a small thing, right? You are offering your product at a very low price. In on top of that, there's a rev share. So essentially, you are not getting much from offering a lifetime deal. It's a huge obligation. And uh, it took me a while to make that decision as well. So I have to say in the long term, because the lifetime deal, we definitely lose money. And uh, the decision for me to to do a AppSumo launch is because at that time, uh, we were also in the startup program of Google and Microsoft. So Google and Microsoft offer us uh, some free credit to use on the Google Cloud and Azure. So I was like, okay, we in the short term, we can afford certain loss because we have some saving from infrastructure. Then we did the AppSumo launch and certainly it gave us uh, a lot of exposure and a lot of feedback from customers. But I think for other founders out there, you need to think about your own situation, right? The lifetime deal situation with any AI powered app, 
I think is fraught with risk, isn't it? You, you, yes. Particularly where it's API driven and it's usage, you see how much tokens are on uh, GPG-4. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. You're, it's unsustainable, isn't it? And I think that's something that if a founder is a SaaS startup is thinking about doing a lifetime deal on something like AppSumo, uh, yeah, think long and hard. And maybe if it's the right model, do a bring your own key model where you can, the customers can plug in their own open yeah. AI account and pay for usage, right? If there's not much call from AI or cloud, I think AppSumo is a great channel to get initial customers. Yeah, it's just uh, you need to think about the cost structure. <laughs> So tell me more about that, that that Cisco partnership, because that as a small business, and we were yeah. speaking before recording, you were a very small team when you landed that Cisco partnership. And mm-hmm. you've gone from being a, a very small team in the first, what, 18 months of of existence to suddenly your logo is up alongside <laughs> Cisco on the busiest highway yeah. in, in Silicon Valley. How did that come about? Sure, I think that start from a, pro- a successful product hunt launch. So we were launched, I think that was October or November in 2021, and we were featured in that newsletter. And Cisco BD team is, I have a lot of appreciation for that team. One of the director of BD reached out, saw the newsletter and reached out to me and say, they are in the middle of launching their own app system for their WebEx. So we are actually one of the very early adopters in the app ecosystem. So as an early developer partner for that platform, we got this privilege to be included in the um, annual event and also the billboard on Heavy 101. Uh, so I think, first of all, I really appreciate all the support from the Cisco team because uh, they really put trust in, into a small style and we have a really good experience working together. And the second thing I, I was just lucky is the right timing. <laughs> it was the right person with the right newsletter on the right day. Um, yes, I was simply lucky. <laughs> I think that's people downplay the, the impact of luck a lot of the time. Yeah. It's, it's very important, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, also, you mentioned there, though, product hunt. I think that's an interesting channel. You've done a few launches on there now. How has that been for you? I think there's a lot of discussion about product hunts. So especially when I was my first time launching a product, I chat a lot of blog discussion about product hunt. Some people are nervous about it. Okay, there is some like a playbook for product hunt launch. My personal opinion is uh, don't overthink. If you have a good product, you have a, if you already have a good product and the uh, a lot of existing customers, you shouldn't think too much and just go for it. And if you are very early that you do not have much customer, do not have much traction, don't overthink about it either, right? If you don't succeed in the first try, wait for six months and try again. Just don't overthink. It's a great platform to get exposures. Yeah, I think just don't overthink, just do it. You've gone from a standing start in 2020 to how many users did you say 20? Was it- uh, we have over 25,000 active users. 25,000 active users, 3,000 companies. Where next? Where does Laxis go from here? Okay. 
So we are going to add more. So previously, our go-to-market strategy, as you seen, is all like organic, bottom-up approach. And now we are focusing on revenue team. From the product side, we are going to add more and more features for revenue team, potentially an agent in the early next year. And uh, since we have a really good customer base, we are going to starting on the go-to-market side, we are starting to upsell to our business customers. And when we see like a few at five to 20 people using Nexus in one company, we would talk to the sales leader or the big sales or whoever is in charge of it to upsell, to add more and more functionality. First, it's more value to our customers, saving more time, being more efficient. And at the same time, we will have a long-term partnership with our customers. Yep, that makes a great deal of sense. I'm excited to see the development of it, and particularly the verticalization and focus on the revenue teams. Thinking about some of the conversations I've had with people when talking about bringing AI assistance into an organization, there have been a couple of occasions where there has been a little bit of pushback. And it historically has come from people that are slightly concerned with privacy. Yes. They have privacy and security concerns, whatever they may be. How do we address that? What's the answer there? Sure. At least at Lexus, we address from two perspectives. First, from the technology perspective, we encrypt and securely store all the customer conversation in Google Cloud, Microsoft Azure. So we are as secure as any other SaaS companies you can find in the market. Second, we follow the guidelines from like GDPR. And uh, certainly, no matter what we do, we still get questions from customers about privacy, especially from Europe. In the U.S., the privacy people's concern about privacy is not that much compared to Europe. <laughs> so we do get a lot of questions from European customers. And I do see a trend. This concern is getting less and less because if you look at the usage, the, if you look at customer service calls nowadays, most of the customer service calls are being recorded and people are used to it. People call their customer service and being recorded. They are already comfortable, used to it. Now we are seeing a trend, especially in the sales scenario. The sales call is being recorded for training purposes. As, and especially in the online scenario, people are also getting used to it as well. I think in a couple of years, sales call being recorded will also become a, something people are used to. Yeah, given the the announcements in wearable AI tech, such as the, the humane pin that was announced recently and the rewind pin as well, I think we all have to get used to being recorded much more frequently, whether on sales calls or, or otherwise. I think it's just going to yeah. be, become part of the culture. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice would you have then for, for anyone thinking about incorporating AI assistance into their workforce? Sure. I think definitely going to, especially for sales consultant BD, who are having like constant customer conversations, I do think it's a great opportunity to use an AI assistant because it will save you a lot of time taking note, updating your system or writing memos. Also, it will give you undisturbed attention to a customer. That is even more important. So I would say, especially at Lexus, we have free version for you to try. We, we even, even for the business version, we have a free trial. So you can get a, you can test Lexus without paying anything. If you like it, you can pay for it. If you don't like it, it's, 
It doesn't cost you anything. Definitely worth a try. Is there a forever free plan as well? We have a free plan for everybody to use forever, and we also have a free trial for business plan. So if you want, if you are considering to upgrade, you can even get a free trial. So we have free version, free trial, everything's free. Just test it. Yeah, sign up, see how it works for you. I will say that when I'm doing any AI consulting, me and Paul, one of the first areas that we look to address is meeting notes because it's the low hanging fruit of how AI can be incorporated into a workflow. So yeah, if you haven't yet got an AI note-taking assistant in your life, you could do a lot worse than signing up for Laxis. You can even get a free trial of the business plan as you've just heard from Eric there. Thank you very much for joining us uh, for this conversation. Is there any concluding thoughts for our listeners? Good question. I think AI is becoming more and more than more and more advanced every month. And let's see how it be, how it will affect our daily life and work. I'm really excited about the AI next year. Yes, me too. And so are all of our listeners. Thank you very much, Eric. And thank you, Martin. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Artificially Intelligent Marketing. To stay on top of the latest trends, tips, and tools in the world of marketing AI, be sure to subscribe 